Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, this is the final week of our series called Filled. As you guys know, we've been learning about fruit all year long, and we learned how fruit is created through us by the Holy Spirit. We also learned uh, what all the different types of fruit there are. We learned that we can help feed this fruit with our crappy situations, that sometimes the best fruit is born out of our worst situations. And then we learned that we have a choice to go hand it out to the folks around us or keep it to ourselves, and we want you to hand it out. We want you to go. So in this series, we're moving through the biblical book of Acts, which is the historical sequel to what we read in the writings about Jesus, which are known as the four gospels. The book of Acts shows us how God's work goes from moving within a small community of believers that got to see Jesus and moving from there to the rest of the world through the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how this small group of believers turned into something so much bigger. And this week, I wanted to share a personal story with you about one of my fears. Uh, it'll, it'll connect, trust me. <laughs> well, I have this fear of showing up somewhere and being incredibly overdressed or incredibly underdressed. I'm not sure where it was really born out of, but for some reasons, one of, it's one of those things that I absolutely spend way too much time thinking about before I go somewhere. Now, there have been a handful of times that I've shown up to an event and just stood out like a sore thumb. In those times, I hate every single moment I'm there. My poor wife has been with me a few times when I've been in those situations, and let me tell you, I'm not fun to be around. Now, one of the worst times this happened was while I was in college. It was the weekend uh, right before Halloween, and I was invited to a Halloween party. So I did my best to throw together a costume on a dime, you know, being a, a, a college student that didn't have a lot of resources. And so I found this old suit that had been handed down to me, one with like these big shoulders. Uh, then I slicked my hair back, and I put on this chain, and I looked like I was an extra straight out of Goodfellas. So I was feeling pretty good, got there, knocked on the house, ready to go show off how awesome I was looking. And when the door opens, I see the guy that invited me, and he's not wearing a costume. And I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. Uh, I just kind of kept on walking in. And then as I looked around, there were about another 15 to 20 more people in the house. And I'm scanning, and I'm the only one wearing a costume. I asked, like, I go, I go this is a Halloween party, right? And one of the girls is like, yeah, yeah, it totally is. So I had just gone to the first ever Halloween party where people didn't dress up. So many feelings hit me at once. I mean, I felt like I was a crazy person. Is it a weird thing to be dressed in a costume? I, mean, I felt like maybe they were messing with me on purpose. Did, were these people like just trying to play me, just invite the new guy over and make fun of him because he's the only one? I mean, I felt dumb. Was it a stupid thing for me to be dressed up at a Halloween party? But the biggest thing I felt is that I felt like I didn't fit in. And because of that feeling, I never hung out with that person that threw the party again. And I'm pretty sure I didn't hang out with any of the people that were even there either. Really, to be super honest, I don't even remember the name of the guy that invited me to that party. I was done with that group because I would showed up to this gathering expecting one thing. Then I got there and realizes I needed something else to be able to stick around and hang out with them and feel normal. Have you ever felt like this? Have you ever gone somewhere, looked around, and felt like you didn't belong, and then got out of, got out of there as soon as you could? Have you ever been given expectations about something, but then when you show up, you realize that something different 
is going to be expected of you? Or how about this? Have you ever thought you did enough to belong somewhere only to realize there were extra steps that you needed to take to be fully accepted? Well, there's actually a biblical story that addresses all of these feelings and all these questions that we're talking about right now. So let's take a look at it. For today, we're going to be jumping into the biblical books of, book of Acts as we were talking about a little bit earlier. Now, in this part of Acts, we're going to be reading about how some non-believers, which they would call Gentiles, were made to feel like they couldn't fit in at the church. The church was heaping a bunch of rules on all of these new believers. And some people agree that this was the right way to do things, while others were not having it at all. And it's got to be such a hot-button issue that church leaders from all around the area had to meet up to have a discussion about these issues. So for those of you that have a Bible uh, next to you, feel free to pull that out and open up to the book of Acts chapter 15. And if you don't have a Bible with you, no worries. You can follow along with us right now. Acts 15 has this to say. While Paul and Barnabas were at Antioch of Syria, some men from Judea arrived and began to teach the believers. Unless you are circumcised as required by the law of Moses, you cannot be saved. Paul and Barnabas disagreed with them, arguing vehemently. Finally, the church decided to send Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem, accompanied by some local believers, to talk to the apostles and elders about this question. So there you have it. The rule that, was being, that they were trying to enforce by these new teachers was that you, are, you need to be circumcised to be saved. Now this sounds crazy to you and me, but that's the way things were done back then. That was part of the law of Moses. For men to be saved, they had to be circumcised. However, this is after Jesus had come and changed some things around for sure. These men might be heaping on these old laws and regulations onto believers. Also, can you imagine what this did to any man that might be on the fence about showing up to church? They're like, uh, to be part of the church, I have to do what? Hard pass. Y'all are cool, but not that cool. Let me know when y'all like start a fantasy football league and I'll join that. I don't need to worry about being saved or anything like that. So on the other side of these thoughts, there's Paul and Barnabas, and they have a ton to say about this law continuing to be upheld. Now take a look at what happens when they get before all the other church leaders there in Jerusalem. There in Acts 15, it says this. At the meeting, after a long discussion, Peter stood and addressed them as follows. Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach to the Gentiles so that they could hear the good news and believe. God knows people's hearts. And he confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he cleansed their hearts through faith. Now, this is amazing to read because to fully understand what is happening here, you got to have some context on who Paul and Barnabas are. Because once you understand that, then you can understand why they feel so strongly about this subject. You see, Paul started off as a Jewish man that actually was so devout and held on to those laws so tightly that he would hunt down and kill Christians. And it wasn't until that he had an encounter with God that Paul was able to come to faith in Jesus. Then from that moment on, his life was totally different. Then there's Barnabas. He came from a family of priests within the Jewish faith. But sometime after Jesus was gone, he got a chance to hear the disciples preaching about Jesus. And he came to believe. You see, both of these men lived lives of being devout Jewish men. They did all the sacrifices, followed all the laws, and neither one of them operated with the Holy Spirit within them. They understood that it was through faith in Jesus and that alone 
that they were able to receive the Holy Spirit and become saved. So Paul and Barnabas got up in front of all those church leaders at this council at Jerusalem and explained how they saw this issue. Now, when they made this case, they caught the attention of Peter, a leader in the early church, and he was actually the one that Jesus said he would build his entire church upon. So Peter then stands up and starts to confirm the stories that Paul and Barnabas are telling. He was seeing it happen in his own ministry. Peter can confirm them because he's seen these things, same things happen with the Gentiles that he's preaching to every single day. And the way Peter closes out his case is phenomenal. He says, so why are you now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we are all saved the same way by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. Now, Peter's using a great metaphor here. A yoke is actually a wooden bar that allowed two or more uh, animals to be paired so that they might be able to work well together. They would attach a plow to an animal and the yoke would be what was used to get the animal to pull the plow or whatever heavy weighted item a farmer needed moved. So Peter explains how the yoke given to the Jewish people was something that they couldn't even bear. And what Peter is saying is that all the laws that they were given to follow weren't something that was easy to deal with or really led to a lot of success. Rather, he's saying that the yoke given to them was one that they couldn't bear and one that they would fail under. But at that point that Peter is up there talking, Jesus is taking, changed the game, right? So Peter's explaining that Jesus is the way to be saved. You don't have to be saved and get the Holy Spirit living within you because you follow the right rules. No, you get all of those things because you have faith in Jesus. Guys, that's it. That's all that it takes to be saved and to receive an eternity in heaven alongside Jesus is simple. There aren't a bunch of holy hoops to jump through. There aren't extra holy things that you need to get done to get you saved or to get you the Holy Spirit in your life. Akuo, you shouldn't expect people in your life to do extra holy things to get saved. There are plenty of people that you think aren't saved because they act or dress or, or do certain things. There are plenty of people that are thought to be Gentiles because of some of the things they do. But guys, there are no extra things needed to be a Christian outside of believing in Jesus. Back then in the early church, there were leaders that were putting extra rules on people. There were leaders that were trying to heap on an extra heavy yoke on people that would make them stumble, that would make them fail. They would say, look at them over there. Those people aren't doing the holy things required. They aren't real Christians. Now guys, I've seen and heard people say things trying to disqualify other people being a Christian in today's church. It's crazy, but it's true. They'll be like, if you don't read your Bible or pray every day, you aren't really a Christian. If you have tattoos, you aren't really a Christian. If you wear revealing clothes, you aren't really a Christian. If you vote a certain way, you aren't really a Christian. If you belong to the LGBTQ community, you can't really be a Christian. If you aren't living a perfect life, you aren't really a Christian. How do you know what makes you really a Christian? You guys, knowing the answer to this question is why I am here in front of you right now. Knowing the answer to this question is why Akuo Church even exists. You see, what makes you really a Christian is simply believing that Jesus was God walking this earth, 
led a perfect life, went up on that cross for you and me, and became the perfect sacrifice for all the ways that we have fallen short of God. To make it even shorter, what makes you a Christian is believing in Jesus. And it's up to us as a church to show that to the world. It's up to us as a church to make sure people that don't know who Jesus is, that they can just simply understand who he is. We aren't here to dole out judgments like that guy's a Christian, that guy's a Christian or that lady can't believe in Jesus or that guy does it and he, he doesn't or whatever. It's just up to us to follow Jesus the best way we can and then point people in how to get to Jesus. Now, getting back to the, this position and this time of, of Peter and Paul and Barnabas dealing with this stuff, we actually see James, Jesus' brother. He's the one that's kind of like the head honcho in charge. And what he does is he's going to stand up at the end and let everybody know what he thinks of this situation. Let's go back to Acts 15. When they had finished, James, Jesus' brother, stood and said, Brothers, listen to me. Peter has told you about the time God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for himself. And so, my judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. This is why we exist. This is why we have services the way we do. This is why I preach the way I do. This is why I dress the way I do when addressing you guys. We want to make all of this as simple as possible for non-believers to be able to show up to church and feel comfortable. Our mission statement at Akua Church is this. We exist to get people in the community with Jesus and one another. Guys, it's easy. To get into community with Jesus means engaging him no matter where you are coming from. We call that listening to God. Now, whether you're someone that is walking in for the first time or you're the most seasoned Christian here, you're going to get to hear God's words. Whether it's just by hearing me read from the Bible or you get the chance to hear from God while you're in worship or prayer or just hanging out during the service. That's what we're here for. Then we want you to be in community with one another. That means loving the people and being loved by the people around you. That means being empowered by the church to be a leader in your community. And that means taking that leadership you have been given and using it to link to the greater community on the outside. The hope is that by doing this, we can present the gospel, who Jesus is, to the people that we are linking to and that we can do that in the simplest way possible. So let me give you a story to give you an example of how Jesus Jesus' sacrifice paid for us, and it's through that that our ways that we have fallen short of God are paid for by Jesus. So here's the story. This, uh, when I was in high school, I was applying for college. And to be honest, there was only one university I wanted to attend, UT in Austin. So I applied. I had the grades, the extracurriculars, and I knew how to write a college essay like no other. I knew I was fully qualified to make it. I'd done all this work on my own. Well, weeks after I submitted my application through the mail, because that's how it used to be done before computers were involved, weeks after I sent that application in, I got a letter back from UT. They were telling me that my application was missing something, my $40 application fee. You see, at that moment, it didn't matter how much work I did. 
It didn't matter how good my grades were. It didn't matter if I was editor-in-the-chief of the yearbook or an athlete. It didn't matter, matter that I put the right essay together. To them, the only thing that mattered in that moment to start was if my application had been paid for. And guys, it's the same thing for us. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how many sacraments you have done in your life. It doesn't matter how many times you've made a sacrifice or you've done the right thing or the opposite, how many times you've done the wrong thing. The only thing that matters is that you believe in Jesus. That's what Peter and Paul and Barnabas were getting so fired up about. These teachers were trying to get these new believers to get circumcised when they didn't need to be. These teachers were trying to place a heavy yoke on these new believers that Jesus never put on them. Guys, the same thing can happen to us. But I want you to know that's not how Jesus set it up. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. This is how Jesus is. There isn't that much work. There aren't a bunch of hoops to jump through. There isn't a heavy yoke. His burden is easy. When we believe in him, and we trust in who Jesus says he is, we find rest for our souls. And I think right now we could all use some rest. So if you are someone that wants to find this rest in this time of weariness, if you wanna take on Jesus's yoke and begin to believe in him today, it's easy. All you have to do is simply have a conversation with Jesus, which we would call prayer then just let Jesus know that you believe in him and in what he did here on this earth the best way you possibly can. Now, to help you out praying this prayer for the first time, I'd like to ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. There's always a community here for you to pray with you. So if you wanna start getting that rest from Jesus today, just right now, go ahead, bow your heads and pray this along with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for laying your life down for me. Thank you for doing everything you did for me. Today, I say that I believe in you. I believe in everything you did for me. And Jesus, right here, right now, I ask you to start speaking into my life. Help me follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Now let's go ahead and keep our, hands bowed, our heads bowed. Now, if you've been a believer, whether it's been for five decades or the last five seconds, it just happened right now, and you want to lay down that heavy burden you have been carrying, if you want to throw off the weight that the world hands you and you just want to take up what Jesus wants you to do, just go ahead and pray something like this with me. Jesus, I'm overwhelmed and exhausted. I can't do all of this by myself. The weight of the world is too much. I need you. 
Take on all the weight, Jesus. Take it all. Give me your burden. Allow me to rest in you. Give me rest for my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Through this rest and lack of weight, please, Jesus, allow other people to see me and wonder how I got to receive this. Through this weightlessness, allow me to share who you are in the simplest way possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we pray all of these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys. Well, thank you for spending some time with us here today. Uh, before you go, I have a few things that I'd like to share with you. So during this series called Filled, we've been urging you to step into your purpose. And one of the easiest ways for you to do that is by joining one of our A-teams here at Akuo. You can find part of your purpose by helping serve on our welcome team, set up teardown, worship, production, prayer, online hosts, social media, or Koo Kids A-teams. So if you want to give what you have here to the community at Akuo, all you have to do is click on the link on any of our social media pages to be a part of one of our A-teams. Now, once you get signed up, we'll be sure to reach out to you and let you know when we can get you started training for these exciting opportunities. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about uh, with you is uh, how our community group groups will be getting started here in the fall. I, I talked about it last week. As of right now, we have two groups getting started, uh, I think actually three now, and which is great. We're really excited about that. We believe that it is so important in all of our spiritual journeys to be in a group and loving people around you. Now, with that being said, we could use a few more groups to help uh, every single person at Akuo get connected to someone else. Also, we could use some help figuring out when we should be doing these groups for everyone. So help us by filling out the survey we have posted to our social media so we can have the best groups possible here at Akuo Church. Now, we also have some very exciting news coming up. For the first time in the history of our church, we are doing child dedications. So exciting. Now, here at Akuo, uh, we won't be doing infant or baby baptisms because we believe that a person should be able to make their own decision to follow Jesus. So for babies and children, we will be celebrating child dedications. Now for child dedications, this will be a time that parents will bring up their child to the front of the church and declare that they will raise their child in the ways of God. Now this could be a kid that is months old or a teenager, you can, you can do that. Now this will be happening during our service on September the 5th. So if you have one or more kids that you would like to dedicate, you can sign up now for that by clicking on our website or by looking at any of our social media pages. Also, because this is such a fun day, please be sure and tell all of your friends and family that they are invited to come and celebrate along with us. Next, I wanna talk about how we practice generosity here at Oko. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing which means giving a first fruit, 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now we know that when you trust God with what you have, there's a great blessing every single time. Whether it's uh, with your family, with your friends, with the relationship, whatever it is, when you trust God with that thing, he blesses you. And the same thing happens when you trust God with your resources. Now, I'm not saying that it's gonna be this crazy thing where you like end up with a new boat or a helicopter, but what's gonna happen is that you will get a spiritual blessing through this. Now, I also understand that things are tough for a lot of you right now. 
If that's you, we want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know about that. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.cedavetta at akuo.church. You can also call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you're willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. When you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to PO Box 100125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Okay guys, it's all that we have for you today and I want you to know that I love you all and I'm praying for each and every one of you all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV and puts away their phone, I ask that you would be speaking to them. I pray that they will hear you. I pray that through this week that they'd be able to hear you calling to them and that they would be able to unburden themselves with the weight of this world and take upon your yoke and follow you in the best way possible. I pray that the burden that you give them will be to share who you are with the people around them in their lives, Lord. We thank you for everything and we love you. We pray all of these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, it's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.